0: Hello, hello, Heather Jean here with another episode of Confidence Through Cabaret. All things confidence is what we are talking about on this podcast. And if you are listening to this on podcast, you should know that you can also see the video version, which is on vodcast playlist on Confidence through Cabaret YouTube channel. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can also check out the audio version on Confidence through Cabaret. The just anywhere you get your podcasts. I am so excited today to be joined by someone that I consider a very dear friend, but also that I admire very much. Somebody who is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, they're a small business coach, uh, a small business accountability coach. So we're going to talk a little bit more about what that means. And my guest inspires you to take this, the next steps that you need for your business. So simplifying behind-the-scenes operations and your marketing process to have more time with your clients without the overwhelm. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about my guest's uh, personal story. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I, I will feed that throughout the 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 episode today. Um, But just one point to note, after a retreat in Portugal in 2018, my guest was inspired to offer more retreats and we all need retreats, right? So this retreat is for women and business owners uh, going to Portugal and is in September 2022. Please join me in welcoming to the show, the wonderful Carol Clegg. Hello. Hello,
1: hello. Lovely to be here. Thank you. This is exciting. What a good way to start the week on a Monday, right?
0: It is. Yeah. Now you are in the United States. I am. Mm -hmm. We are hours apart right now.
1: We are. It's the start of my day, and I guess getting into the relaxing part of yours and afternoon and early morning here for me. Um, I'm in New Mexico, so that is mountain time for most. Um,
0: but yeah, lovely yeah. to be here. Beautiful. And, and it's really funny because we're kind of covering the globe in this episode here. Because Carol was born and raised in Cape Town, South Africa. It's such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And went to New Horizons and went to the United States. And then lived abroad. I love this. Your bio says, We lived abroad. It's like, Yeah, you were already abroad in the United States. Love that. And you were sailing in the Caribbean. We did. So that
1: was such an important part of our lives. And I look back on it with just such gratitude. Uh, we didn't know where we wanted to live when we left South Africa and fell into sailing and buying a sailboat and then raising our kids. So we spent for six or seven years out in the Caribbean. Yeah, just I love the fact of not belonging then, which sounds crazy, to any country. So we had to, yes, we had to clear in, yes, we had, then we were traveling on our South African passport, which was a little iffy in some of the countries that we went to, but we were free of all the politics of all the everything of those countries. We were just guests. And so we we were just floating around in our home with our children and yeah, just feeling like we were very worldly in the sense of belonging to the world. And not having to go. I'm a South African. I'm American. I am British. Uh, it was kind of fun. It's kind of a funky thing that I just remember. <laughs> but there were many, many other wonderful values and memories of just you know being together with our kids, and just you know having that incredible time of you know neither Rob nor I being away at a job. So that was a gift. It certainly was a gift
0: wonderful. And in this episode, we are talking about taking a break as an entrepreneur, or at least that's our, our theme. And so it's so interesting, because we're going to get into it, that, that you even needed a break after having that wonderful lifestyle, homeschooling your children, traveling around on a sailboat. It just sounds like idyllic.
1: It was. It certainly was. And I know that it's only recently, I've always advocated for keep in touch with your business, take it with you, always be doing just a little bit, don't disconnect completely. And I have just come back from two weeks in Portugal where I did disconnect. And it was like, oh, my goodness, this is an eye opener. (laughs) Why have I been telling people that they need to stay connected as opposed to telling them perhaps how to put things in place prior to going? that everything is taken care of to the best of your ability, and then telling your clients you're away. You're not working. Um, And just taking an absolute well-deserved break. You know, We tell others who work in corporate, how many weeks leave do you get? Oh, well, you don't get enough. If you work in the US, you take your two weeks and then you squeeze everything in and you probably take your computer and your cell phone and everything else with you and you stay connected. And I just think the importance of really disconnecting, as we were talking about earlier, um, put, you know, putting that phone away, putting it in the safe, perhaps in the, <laughs> putting it under the bed. I don't know. Um, but I am now changing my mind, which we're allowed to do, aren't we, Heather?
0: <laughs> well, it's we so- are. So I, I think it's difficult now because we have the smartphone. And I think, you know, I always have my phone because I need my children and my dad to be able to get with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't travel without it. And I know we used to survive without it. I know my parents used to take a holiday and without phones and, you know. But, but the temptation is then, it, because you have a, a phone device, it's also connected to all of your socials and your email and everything else. So it's too easy to jump onto one of those socials or mm-hmm. the message pop up. How do right. you do that? How do you have your phone but not but still disconnect? And the other thing I wanted just to add to that is of course taking photographs.
1: You know, we don't lug a camera around for most of us. We are very happy with the, the capabilities of our phones to take some excellent pictures and I love taking photographs. So um, yes, I did have my phone on me for that sense that I had to take photographs. But I try to, and that's kind of interesting because my husband is not on social. He's not on his phone. He's not on anything. So we have this complete contrast to me being involved in marketing, just like you have a needing to be connected. Yes, I want to know where my daughter is, and but yes, I. marketing for clients i have to be connected but it helped having him with me and respecting that boundary that he has so i just checked in at certain times of the day as opposed to you know all times of the day so if it would be first thing in the morning and i want to try and keep with that now that i'm home even on emails is going i'm going to check into my email maybe three times a day beginning of the day middle of the day end of the day And even thinking of putting something in my signature, I did that when I was traveling, saying that when I return, I'm only gonna check emails X amount of times. So I wanna try and implement that um, and not be available to check something all the time.
0: So I have been saying that for a very long time since email came out in the corporate world about checking your emails, even when you are in the office, checking your emails at the beginning of the day sometime either before or after lunch that sets up your afternoon and then towards the end of the day, maybe 4, 4.30. And people have looked at me like I'm crazy. But the reality for me, because I have always been an on-site corporate trainer, or at least before COVID, that's what I always was, I I couldn't be checking my emails. And so because I, if I'm running a training session, I'm not checking my emails. That's Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's rude <laughs> and lots of things, but you know, the 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 times when I wasn't in the training room, if I was always responding immediately, then when I was in the in the training room or running a conference, I would wouldn't be available. And So I wasn't managing people's expectations properly. about mm-hmm. what they want. So I kept doing that three times a day. Have done since emails came out and it really works because it 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 then it then sets that that time so if you can't be on it you're you're covered um the the difficulty i think now having an online business Mm -hmm. is because i really do still do that it's the it's the messages it's that they pop up it's that you know and i for example i know you and i are connected on linkedin I don't check, I don't have LinkedIn enabled to notify me. Right. But what I have started doing, and we, we'll get into this in a second because I also took a break and you and I had quite similar experiences. Mm-hmm. What I have started doing is on your smartphone, you can set it so that it gives you a morning, however often you want. I have a morning, afternoon, and evening summary, and it gives me all of what would have pushed through to me throughout the day. At those times only.
1: I think that's an excellent way of doing it because there's also that, you know, when you transition from one thing to the next thing, how long it takes you to get back into the flow of what you were doing. So if you're responding to an email and then you're considering what that email entails and if it be for you, you know, a client or a retreat or something, then your your mind goes down that path. And then you've got to come back again. So that just you know not only the notifications are they distracting, but it prevents you from coming back in. And that'll take me down another whole trail because I love theming the days of my week to help with that distraction and to be more productive in less time. Because you've heard me sort of, you know, free yourself up so that you've got time not only to work with your clients, but to have time for yourself. And I am working with this Monday's mean, this Tuesday's mean, and I'm theming the days of my week. I like to be the four-day work week gal. (laughs) So Fridays are my day off to the best of my ability when I can. But, um, you know, so this combination of what we're talking about, checking your emails three times, reducing your notifications, and then staying in the flow of the same thing, so if you are going to be, you know, responding to emails, don't be doing anything else. Get on with that. That don't touch them. Open them. Look at them. Read them. Close them and not respond. It's get it done, and then it's, you know, you can move on to something else.
0: Yeah, and in that case, then if you have your notifications, then you can allow some some flexibility. Let's say in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Afternoon. I, I I know not everybody is watching this on. Um, uh, on video i'll just show you my things this is just popped up in the last yes. afternoon right and that tells me everything that would have popped up and then i don't have to see it throughout <laughs> that. so i can find my morning i allow some flexibility because i know that's coming and then i have time to play with that and then and then i schedule it because if you're scheduling a full-time day you're never going to get it all done. Absolutely. Of it. Yeah. And then you beat
1: yourself up for not getting it all done. Um, so that puts more pressure. You know, I know that it's, they talk about the importance of your calendar and blocking everything in your calendar. And I do go with that. I do have, but you have to have flexibility
0: yeah so what what are your themes what are your how do you theme your so
1: mondays are podcast days podcast production day for myself for our podcast connect inspire create love to try if i'm going to be a guest to try and bring it in on a monday so and then admin um i'm a monday fan so i love mondays it's kind of like this refreshing start to the week and let's get going and pop everything in I'm also, Clubhouse um, is one of my tools in my kit this year. Um, So very focused on audio. So Clubhouse is another Monday tool. Tuesdays are everything marketing. So I can create on Canva, I work with my clients marketing, I look at my own marketing. And then I have Wednesday to work with clients um, and try and structure that in. Thursday I come back to Clubhouse because I do audio again. And I'm also now breaking it up into a morning routine and then an afternoon routine and try and bulk things together that flow, but leaving some gaps because they have to be gaps. Yeah, you know, things happen or you suddenly want to do something different on a certain day. But at least I wake up now, I guess I'm becoming very attached to Tuesdays because I love marketing. Tuesdays are my marketing day. <laughs> and then we have our mastermind with yourself and the other lovely ladies you know on a Tuesday and that's in my afternoon so just being aware it takes a bit of pressure or thinking oh what am I doing today you know what, what's on my list
0: um, yeah do you, do you schedule your so that they're all done for the week and then that's one of the activities correct yeah that's what I like to do yeah mm-hmm. So it's interesting because you and I have been on, on quite parallel journeys about these things. I used to schedule everything. I prefer not to schedule my socials. I prefer to be more random. and See how it feels. If something, if something, a good conversation comes up on Monday, I want to go deeper into that conversation. That becomes the Tuesday. I haven't planned what I'm going to say. I have a, I have a, um, a template that's right. structured for the week but if something goes down on one day and it, and i want to get into it further then that, that the next day
1: and that's great one does need because some things happen they live you know it's happened right now it's important you want to share it it's showing a little more of you which is important um so i guess there's two sides to it you know because People that want to get to know us need to know a little bit more about us and so what's going on in our lives. And then there's things that are happening. If you are launching a product or launching something new, and I know you're planning a retreat, then there's certain marketing that you want to do
0: that's focused on that. And to me, that can be planned. Um Yeah, so. yeah and I think it's beautiful what you're talking about with the morning and the afternoon, because you could, if if this is all too flexible and you're listening to this thinking, how could I make this work for me? You could say, the mornings are going to be a bit freewheeling, but afternoons I'm going to structure in a theme for each afternoon or yeah. mm. to make it work for you. Because Carol and I are very different in our approach and in our experimentation of things and what works. But yeah, it is about finding what works for you. And I I think that if it's something that's too rigid, then then question what makes it too rigid. For example, sometimes my my Failure to be rigid about it's planning my socials in detail or procrastination, and sometimes their flexibility, you know, and it's just really knowing what that is. And that's where taking a break can give you some space from your business to be able to see it as it is. And both you and I have had that this year where we've had a break and then found it tricky to get back in that flow. So do you want to share what happened for you recently, Carol?
1: Absolutely. So I guess I was having so much fun taking a complete and absolute break and not feeling responsible and also having a little bit of an attitude of, you know, we do need to do this. People can wait for us to come back um, and start talking to us again. But then I derailed a little bit and thought, well, what do I want to be doing? what do I really want from my business? What do I want from my retreat in Portugal? What do I want for me? What do I want for my life? And it kind of spun me around a little. Um, and I was like, ooh, there's some questions, there's some things that I need to look at. But I did leave that while we were away and thought it was only in coming back. Now, I know that whenever I have traveled, and I'm sure other people find the same thing, you do need to give yourself space when you come back because... It's kind of this disappointment of like, yes, I mean, I love my home (laughs) and I love being home, but you've got to give yourself that space as opposed to jumping straight back into the office and straight back to work, which I don't know how corporate people manage that (laughs) when you've got to report to work on Monday. But I just found that first week I had to be gentle on myself because I was confused and I had to sit in that confusion and allow it to be, and then it's, I just had to allow things to come to me, and I, it did. It came to me that my retreat needed to change into being something more manageable because I really wanted to happen. And so I took this ten-day experience, broke it down into four. You know, went to where I'm hosting it, who offers everything as opposed to me adding all these add-ons, and that's simplified. So I think that's the thing that came out of it. When you asked me earlier, is I wanted to be even more simple. So I decided this accountability coaching is what I am passionate about right now, is helping people find accountability for the actions that they wanna take and let's do that short and sweet. And so that's what's come out of my break is simplifying the two legs I guess of my business to accountability coaching to help you reach your goal and my four day wellness retreat. And yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment.
0: and I think for me, because I had a break in, in January and because it, it wasn't a holiday. Right. right. Because I was I was uh, going in search of my son who I hadn't been able to find for five months and I found him. And then, and then it was wonderful because we had some time together and we worked through some things. Um, because he, when I say we worked through some things, I helped him navigate some of the mental health stuff, which is difficult to do when you're 21 you know um it feels like forever Uh, or it feels like you're the only one or it feels like lots of things and so having having been through all of that i of course felt so so much relief and and so connected but then all of the aftermath of everything i had had held in poured out and that took about six weeks to really kind of like let all of that happen and you're right you do have to let that happen mm-hmm. one of the things yes. that comes back to me is the uh, constant checking socials uh, in other people's groups right. I paid attention to and responded to every single notification every throughout any day <clears throat> exact opposite to how I manage my emails and i completely against my own advice and and yet uh i have to that i look at the notification if it doesn't immediately grab me if it's something that i want to know about or am i'm engaged in i just don't i just don't click on it right what a clickbait out there. You can really eat your whole day
1: right and I think that, you know, the, we have to decide what is valuable, not only for us, but what we're giving back. So there needs to be double value, you know, um, a return on investment of where we spend our time. And I think that for any small business owner, you do really need to look at that and not feel guilty that you need to show up everywhere. It's, you know, you can step in and to that selfish area. I guess it then comes to boundaries is, you know, we, we do need to have boundaries. We need to offer value and yes, help answer people's questions. But there, there needs to be some a give and take. Yeah, people can't just be taking from us all the time and giving information. It, it needs to be a two way street.
0: Mm, absolutely does, and I think that's the that's the bit I felt like if I didn't respond to every notification. Mm-hmm. The, intru- the, the, the social, I didn't really think it, it felt like well, it will miss me if I go. Right. you know I, I felt indispensable to it
1: Right, yeah, and it's easy to get there, I was, you know exactly the same thing, and I think it's when you take this break, and as you had yours which, although it wasn't a vacation it, it forced certain circumstances and then you suddenly looked at a new a new sheet Yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. and I yeah. love how people need
1: Mm -hmm. yeah take a fresh look to the step back (laughs) so whatever that might look like is even just tell yourself to step back and and take a break even if you did that for a handful of days and and then spend that time reevaluating where you want to show up Um, and I guess that then ties into you know where are you talking to your audience where is your audience hanging out but also where do you like to hang out because when the two marry together then you're enjoying your time you're showing up authentically and you are serving the people that you want to talk to. So we can't be everywhere.
0: <laughs> no, I have a I have a tendency to, to do that, to be on four people all the time and you know and, and and always be available. And that's an old habit. And that is something that I can promise you is not sustainable. Because I have tried many times. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Mm. Um, You know, and I think think, you know when when we think about social media or we think about uh, emails, we think about slowing down. How many times a day we're checking them, or having time off of them, some days of the week. Then, if people really get hold of you, they will.
1: Absolutely. One of the other things I like to do with that is to communicate. This is beyond social media, but finding out the preference for communication style does help. You know, so if you say to somebody, are you an email person or do you prefer texts? And I have that instant coming up now, there's somebody new that I'm um, going to be hosting a new type of room on Clubhouse. And so in our discussion of getting to know each other, it was, well, what is your preference? One, two, three. And the interesting thing was her emails would last for her. Preference for urgency was a text message. Second was messaging on Instagram. And third was emails, and I was like, "Well, I can work with that. Now I know how to communicate with you. I can, yeah, I can be adaptable to that. Um, so, yeah, I think finding out, specifically working with with clients or perhaps somebody you're collaborating with, is let's find a middle ground. You know, so if her number two matches my number two, and we can put that together and go. Okay, it's Instagram messaging where we'll connect. Then I can relax." Because then you know where to find your communication as well, as opposed yeah. to opening up an email, checking your phone. Check, you can just go, okay, this is where we'll, you know, this is where we'll find each other.
0: And especially now with you being an accountability coach, then you need to not be taking them onto platforms that they're trying not to. Spend too much time on because you're messaging them on I don't know Instagram and they they want an email or, or a text message. It it is important. To contract mm-hmm. And how do you find this, then? do you do you find that that audience trails over Instagram? Is that is that the the link from clubhouse
1: sorry i didn't get so twitter and and instagram absolutely and then some back channeling on the platform itself um so You know, I have put on, I like LinkedIn. I like connecting with people on LinkedIn. So I have that at the bottom of my bio um, on Clubhouse and your bio on Clubhouse is important so people know what you're offering, where to find you needs to be fun. Um, But yes, the DMs on Instagram, it seems to be probably the biggest part of where the conversation continues.
0: Right, and the biggest piece, or I, I say biggest, most consistent piece of advice I hear social media experts talk about is, pick, start with one, no more than two platforms. Mm -hmm. And so because Instagram is my secondary platform, and I've spent a lot of time on Clubhouse, I love Clubhouse, I could be in there all the time. But, and I made a lot of good friends on there, but that, the follow-on was into Instagram, and it meant Mm -hmm. Clubhouse and Instagram were becoming my two, but I I need to be on Facebook. That's live and so it's really about managing that as well and so if you're listening to this thinking about you know what two what are my two prominent platforms if clubhouse supports instagram and that's not your main ones then you know think about a different way of reaching your clients maybe it's email and facebook or twitter or you know whatever it is um I had just noticed yesterday, kind of by accident, that Twitter has a live platform feed as well. Yes,
1: they do. Because mm-hmm.
0: Twitter's not my, not my thing. Immediately when I heard about it, I thought, oh, now I want to go on there because I'm not going up. And you can't. You can't go live on all those places. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree on the going live because that, that was my theme for 2022, was audio. It's let's go live. And I think that's important because people can get to meet you, get to see you, get to hear you. You know, we're not all gifted with the written word, and you might put something out that doesn't sound the way your personality is. And so my focus this year. So I also tried, and I'm trying to think of the other platform and now I'm losing my voice. Um, There was another one that came out, which was an audio platform, kind of like Clubhouse. It was actually out of the UK. And I you were able to just pop on and talk and just keep talking and then people would pop in to join you, but it just didn't work for me. And was, well, you give it a try, you know, try something, give it more than a week, but then let it go. If it's not going to work for you, just let it go and be okay with that. Um,
0: yeah. 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 And, I, and that's, that's okay. If people were messaging me from Clubhouse, because I was on there a lot, People were messaging me uh, on cl- on Instagram then, and I'm not on Instagram often enough to be having those conversations. So that drew me to Instagram. And it, it, it really is important to, to find your place and where your audience is and where you're comfortable as well. I know Facebook right. better, so that's possibly why I, I have this belief. Maybe it's not even true that Facebook is where my audience is. But you also, do you use the Twitter um, platform as in the, the recording?
1: Uh, no I, I popped onto them this they call it twitter spaces um is one i don't know if that's what you're referring to is the twitter spaces where you can jump into an audio and join the conversation i've popped in a few times to listen but i just haven't found my footing there i haven't found the schedule when i i only come on occasionally and it's the room that's open at the moment and so i haven't found a way to sort of bookmark what might be interesting and then it's just too exhausting because I'm on Clubhouse. So, you yeah, I'm part of a, the Women's Wisdom Club. So I have some commitments as a moderator to support others. And I'm going, Carol, keep it simple. So Twitter for me is um, news. That's where I, I jump in to. Um, and then I've made connections there that have spilled into other areas. So they become guests on my podcast or vice versa. So there is a, a, an ability to build a community there, Um But, yeah, it's an interesting platform, but I mainly go to it for my
0: news. Right. so when you're having a break, because that's, you know, we were talking about before about having that break, does that include cutting off the news? Yes.
1: Yeah. You see, I'm not a big news person anyway at the best of times. Don't watch, you know, don't turn the TV on. I'm not even a movie person, which much to the – disgust of my family fortunately my husband and my daughter love movies so they can watch them together but yeah i just so i don't need any
0: of that mm. yeah so that's I, I think that is my favorite piece of advice around kind of embargoes of I- information overload i stopped watching the news i can't even remember how many years ago um but i use youtube for my news interesting and- Because YouTube, I subscribe to the Canadian news because I'm a Canadian living in the UK. So I don't get a lot of that news. Right. So I can get my, uh, if I see there's a story, if I see that there's, I don't know, a storm happening in Canada, I I will just get the, the two or three minutes a new segment on that right that's i've never thought of that so
1: yeah i know we use yeah. youtube for so many wonderful things to educate ourselves to learn how to apply or do something teach ourselves and then yeah inspiration yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so, so that, that means that i go throughout all of the news that i don't want to see or any of the stories i i just delete those and then i just pick up the the stories that that i are relevant or as uh, yes. for me
1: yeah.
0: Um, so, so there are a lot of ways around it to kind of cut, cut, uh, cut out a lot of stuff that you just don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think you know if you try and reevaluate your business and and the things that we've been talking about there, I mean boundaries is like like. Oh, that is for me the holy grail of it all is having those boundaries and sometimes when you take a step back and then you go back into it and think i don't want to do this part or this that you know i need to outsource this or stop doing it or change it or that's that's when you can really see those things is when you when you've had a break i agree so um, so uh, the, we were talking before we started recording about how long that that takes. And for me, it took a good six weeks to get back into it. And even then, I didn't fully get back into it. I hope that you never get fully back into it because I think the things that you get back into are what you should be doing and the right. rest. Let them go.
1: Yeah, I know. As soon as you said boundaries, or that just resonated is that we have to keep visiting that and keep giving ourselves permission to go, you know, what can
0: we let go of? Let it go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Carol, what's your favorite piece of advice that
1: you've ever had? So Somebody has given to me?
0: Or, or your or family?
1: You found um, wow, <laughs> I know that I said I don't think I necessarily have a favorite piece of advice, but one that I am learning to apply at the moment would be listening. I think that you learn so much more just by slowing down to listen, not complete somebody's conversation for them, not to jump ahead to say, think what you think you should be thinking, but just slow down, drop the judgment and just try and listen.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy to say drop the judgment. Yeah. I love that so much. And, and you know, when, when we um, – when we were first putting together confidence through cabaret um you know it was really based on the, the foundations of the of cabaret you translated showing up in your spotlight owning your space raising your voice sharing your message all of those things but one of the things around uh cabaret and being a member of an audience or a performing um uh, uh person on uh, on the lineup is that it Cannot be judgmental. Mm-hmm. Members are asked to leave in a real cabaret because it's not its not acceptable. You know, it is a very inclusive space because it, it's very, it's a vulnerable space if you're on stage. And so in order for people to be vulnerable, it has to be judgment free. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that. I love that. And slowing down, I mean, that's advice, uh, that's advice that we mm-hmm. all need. So Carol, if you were performing cabaret. So cabaret for me is anything that is in a small or fairly intimate audience. So it's not a huge auditorium. It's not the Royal Albert Hall or you know, somewhere huge. it's somewhere quite intimate where you actually will connect with the audience. Um, and it could be anything on the stage. Usually, it's a mix of singing or dancing. Uh, it could be burlesque. It could be drag queen, drag king. Could be contortion. Could be aerial. Could be comedy. Could be a combination. Any of those things. If you if you listen to any performers that kind of worked their way up, they will have worked in cabaret clubs. Comedians. Uh, you know, Betty Midler often talks about the cabarets that she performed in. You know, down back alleys and all kinds of things. So what would you be performing if you were performing cabaret? Oh, my goodness. That's so easy to answer because
1: it's something I would love to learn how to do, know that I can't do, but I'd want to
0: sing. Ah. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: um, Oh, you can sing. Say that again. Sorry, Can sing. Yes, and I, you know, that's probably something that's going to be on my bucket list. I don't know, somewhere along the line, that I would love to perhaps take some lessons and just have some fun with that um, and explore that. Because I guess it ties back into the audio somewhere. That using my voice, um, could I use it to sing? Could I be taught to sing? And I know I could be taught to sing. So, in in another world, I would sing. Would I dance? I love dancing, but I don't know. I hadn't thought of that. But singing was the first thing
0: that came to mind. Amazing, amazing. I, I, I think for me, uh, because I don't sing in tune, I don't sing with the right amount of rhythm. And I've said this many times as a paid performer, I I do not dance with rhythm. Um, and yet I still dance, you know. And people, you know, you you could. there are certain styles of dance that wouldn't suit me mm. because you need that rhythm. But I still dance you know right, i still right. sing i don't sing publicly i sing in my car uh but uh, in, singing is important for us the vibration that happens in our in our skeleton it's very important the 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 chance to breathe properly the chance to exhale and 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 put that sound out there without judgment because we're back to that mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. Uh, for me, then that it is important that we all sing because it's an important expression. But I get what you mean, like having some fun with, you know, learning to to, to to sing in different keys and so on would be. Would yeah. be and what one yeah. would you have on stage with you, Carol? What one prop would I have with me? Hmm. Mm. A hat
1: comes to mind. I
0: don't know why. Okay, okay. What kind of
1: hiding is it It's going to be a wide-brimmed, kind of elegant hat. I don't know. It's just what comes to mind, is an elegant hat. And I'm not a hat wearer. I occasionally wear hats. But an elegant hat is crisp and white. Oh.
0: is there a significance to that is it so that you can kind of hide behind the brim or that you can peek out or so you can reveal or what what are you thinking no i don't think any of those i think just
1: as a as a a completion to an outfit
0: perhaps i love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are going with this, Carol, and that, my, my first couple of questions around cabaret are really leading to this, is uh, you're about to go on stage, you're about to sing, you've, you've got your hat and your outfit and it's all complete and you're feeling amazing and you're ready to go, and the uh, compere says, please welcome to the stage. What is what your is- stage name, Carol?
1: Aha. Uh-huh. So, with me not knowing, you usually have a stage name and you don't go by your own name.
0: Is that? Go by your own name? Are you Carol? Are you Carol Clay? Are you? CC? I'd just be Carol. You'd be, you'd be Carol? Carol. Hmm. Okay. I love that. I love that. So often people have a stage name, not always. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the stage name is something quite obscure, and sometimes the stage name is a bit clever, and sometimes the stage name is just something that captures that essence. Um, I use Helen on stage uh, because that's what everybody called me, and so I kind of got stuck with that. And so I still don't my name is Helen, um, and, and that has a different, a, a different persona for me.
1: I can understand that, yeah. But something to explore, because um, there's two parts to it, I suppose. There's one where you are stepping into something that's fun and a dream, or there's the other part where you are wishing you were something else. Yeah, it's to play, right? Yeah, yeah. Would I be Samantha? I don't know.
0: <laughs> 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 So, but what's interesting is that uh, a lot of times when people have that name that comes to them, Mm -hmm. they kind of put that down. Like maybe you would be, I don't know, uh, Queen Carol, let's say. A lot of times people will say, oh, no, I I couldn't possibly say Queen. And they Mm -hmm. finish that. Mm -hmm. And it's important that that energy that comes through when we're about to step into our spotlight and we're feeling complete and we're ready and we're about to perform and connect with an audience Right. Mm. vulnerably, hopefully non-judgmentally, that that expression of ourselves can come out. And sometimes our own name, like for me, Heather is a lot smaller. He- Helen is fierce. Helen, does, Helen is filthy. She does whatever she wants. It's spontaneous and random and all kinds of things that the conditioning of Heather, the programming of Heather doesn't allow for.
1: Interesting. And I can see that. I mean, how fun. How fun.
0: And you'll find You know, a lot a lot of of course performers will change their names, you know, in Hollywood and so on. And that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, sometimes that name might be already registered with the union, but also because there's a different they they want that separation between that boundary between and their and their own personal life. they want to leave that that name behind. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes a change in spelling that's kind of like, you know, there's there's two sides. Mm, mm,
1: but yeah, no,
0: an interesting thing to think about, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think, to, you know, Samantha, if you, if you had that persona, Samantha wears a hat differently to Carol. Do you know what uh, I mean? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And yeah, now, as
1: you're talking about and unpacking this, and then you can start to explore that permission that you could give yourself. You know, for me not having been on stage or not involved in that, it's a it's a new which I love learning. I love learning. So you know I'm learning something new here. (laughs) So it's a it's a thought process to now consider. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should be Samantha on my podcast, right? It can just be something that's in our own head. It doesn't right. even have to be something that we say to others. Mm-hmm. Do that, um, that yes. I do a lot of with imposter syndrome and the inner critic. Right. And one of the, the, the key tips uh, around that is to name that voice Yes. so that you can talk to that voice. And you can say, thank you very much, Donald. That's my name. That's the name I use because I like to make it a cartoon character. Uh, thank you very much yes. for that warning or that um, protection. I've got this. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good to go. And I can talk to that as if it's, it's not. It's not me because mm. then I can go into a situation without all of that. I can quiet that voice. And right. Some of us just giving that name of voice, uh, sorry, that voice a name I right. say, it, it is a way of kind of being able to go, hold on, stop. Because our, our name is, it, it's awful. Mm-hmm. you know we interrupt somebody and we're not supposed to interrupt people especially when we're listening but if i wanted to interrupt i could say excel but i just add in here you know and that, that name makes us go oh that's me absolutely yeah and so, so with the inner critic work and the, and the imposter voice then giving that a name is great because that lets us quieten that down right and the same with the stage name it's that Okay, you know, and I, you try this. Try this. There, will be a different way of talking to the carol with the hat yeah. and the singing and the and the stage.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, when you're when you're kind of going, oh, I don't know if I can do this, or oh, if you go, and then you imagine, you have to say it out loud. If you imagine the carol with the white hat that sings on a stage, then you can say, yeah. yeah. I can do this. Like, a different energy and a different strength.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is wonderful advice for your listeners to think about naming both on both sides. As you say, the imposter syndrome and then from the positive side. Um, yeah, that there's two avenues to explore.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, but there'll be times when you talk to yourself and you probably, I, I have this in my head. I can hear my mother's voice when she says, Heather, you know, it's like, Oh, that's a different voice. I'm being told off I've done something wrong here. (laughs) It's that, right? Right. Voices and how we connect to the energy around it. And it's it's so important for me. And, you know, I know your retreat is coming up. You're going to need energy to show up, you're going to need energy to connect with people and create the, the space and the environment that you want to create mm-hmm. and it's it's letting that energy come through especially when you're tired right yeah
1: no, excellent yeah. advice thank you
0: <laughs> so, so carol, carol without the hat uh tell us a little bit about your retreat
1: So what it is going to be, there is this gorgeous space called Quinta Cavalas, which is set up with a beautiful old barn they've renovated into a yoga room. They have a spa, they have meditation, they have horses there that they use for therapy. They have a kitchen with some cooking classes going on. So the plan will be in the morning to spoil ourselves with some of these available services and then in the afternoons to be business hat on and we will have a coaching on vision boarding, some marketing, and then a mastermind. Um, so that'll be on the Thursday, the Friday, and the Saturday. Each afternoon we'll have time to work on your business, but the mornings of Friday and Saturday will be times to just spoil yourself and relax. And then we wrap it all up on the Sunday and just totally go home, feeling totally inspired, rested, and focused. So that's the plan.
0: Perfect balance right? Especially for people with businesses. And I love that you're creating that space for people to have a break because then they're going to be able to get some distance like we've been talking about here and be able to see their business and see what their their way forward is. Absolutely. And I think the
1: power of masterminds, as you well know yourself, that just brainstorming with others can sometimes just open the window to something that, you know, we don't all have to be experts. We can all be learning from each other and so I think that's the value in the mastermind time. It's just having some time to hear from others that they're looking at you from the outside and perhaps have some advice that, that you could take away and that would move you forward.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a lot of UK or European listeners uh, here. And I, and that's something that might appeal to you, particularly as it's a four-day weekend. I know, I know from North, as uh, I say, say weekend, uh, a four-day retreat, I should say, uh, and I know that can be a long way to go unless you're combining it with something else from North America, but how can people find out more about your retreat, Carol?
1: Very simple, lisbonretreats.com, so it's everything is on my website, and I am available to chat if you've got questions or wondering if it's a good fit for you. I'd love to just have that opportunity to talk in person, because this will be a small intimate group of only 10, and so sometimes it's good to just hop on a call and, Get to know and get your questions answered. So everything's at lisbonretreats.com.
0: Thanks, Heather. Oh, no, I know. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, outside of the retreats, how can people find you, Carol?
1: So I am a LinkedIn fan, as I mentioned. So you'll find me on LinkedIn at Carol Clegg. Really simple. You'll find me on Clubhouse. Same name. <laughs> and you'll find me on Instagram at Carol Clay Coaching.
0: Beautiful. And Beautiful watching the uh the video version of this the podcast. You know, if you're listening on audio it's carol Clegg, and that's c l e double g so that's how you're gonna find carol thank you so much for being here being part of this conversation this was fun i'm gonna go and play with the hat and the names <laughs>
1: let's see who i'll be this afternoon thanks so much for having me
0: it, is, it is, is such a question. question. It's Why do we not dress up once we grow up?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think we'll have to make that up for our next mastermind. We'll have to dress up. We'll have to put a theme.
0: I love a <laughs> theme. <laughs> <laughs> a theme. More, more. No dress
1: <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you, Helen. This was a wonderful time to start my Monday morning. So thank you.
0: Really? Thank you so much. So for those of you listening, those of you joining us, uh, we do reach out to Carol, find out about the retreat and, and find out about uh the um what is the word I'm looking at? The uh uh, I've lost the word. The uh, the, the the coaching. The, uh, the, the accountability, accountability coaching. coaching. <laughs> it's, fine. Yeah. it's fine. We all forget our work. Absolutely, for sure. Um, you Thank will find that uh, everything in confidence through cabaret can be found by searching confidence through cabaret. So, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere is um, confidence through cabaret. If you search. You will find us. You can always so get a hold of me on the socials as Heather Jean. That's my, my personal uh, accounts. Uh, so feel free to message and reach out. Uh, the only place that we are not confident through Cabaret is Twitter. We are at YBYWYS. And on Clubhouse, I am at Heather YBYWYS. And those six beautiful letters stand for, it is your body. And it is your world, and it is your stage. Take up space, own it, enjoy it, play. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye for now. Bye.
1: Bye.